Are you psychic? And how can you tell if you are psychic? Well, listen in to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sherry Rose as she shares seven different ways to tell if you are psychic or not. She will also share three valuable tools to use to strengthen your psychic self. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Remember to stick around after we're done this particular session. I'm going to pull a card for you. But in the meantime, I want to ask you, how do you know if you're psychic? Do you know? Can you tell? And the reason I'm asking this question is because it's a question that came up for me. I never believed I was psychic. I mean, good gosh. I just thought, I, first of all, I thought I was really smart. Ha ha ha. Right? Because I knew things. I just knew things. And that's one way to actually identify that maybe you have a skill or a talent that's been developing through necessity or through experiences you've had over your lifetime that have been able to give you information that's really accurate. And that's a knowing. And I've had that my whole life. I've always had a knowing. I could tell you what somebody was feeling like when they walked in a room. I'm not good at precognition. I can't always tell you what's going to happen because that's really not where I focus, I guess. But I really can tell you. I can also tell you, and this is another second way, is if uh, somebody comes up and they're telling you a story, you can tell right away if it's the truth or it's a lie. So your BS is radar is up and you're able to pinpoint the truth sayers from not truth sayers. It's kind of interesting because that one is sort of funny. Intuitives are quite naive. People that are psychic, they're quite naive. We are naive. We can be pranked in a heartbeat. And it's so funny to say that because we're supposed to be able to see it coming, right? But you don't. And I have friends because there's certain people. I mean, you build relationships with certain people. And there's certain people in my life that I actually have built relationships with that I trust. And so when they tell me a story or they're saying anything, I'm like, oh, really? Wow. And then they go, gotcha. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> you know how that happens? You've got certain friends that prank you. Well, then you get so that you're a little bit gun shy with that particular friend and they don't do it again. Like for a long time until all of a sudden they catch you on another day. So that's another way. So number one, you know things. You know things, you just don't know why you know them. Number two, you can spot a liar coming at you. You can also spot, uh, it's, it's really handy when you go out to buy anything and you've got to deal with a salesman or a salesperson. You can tell when they're giving you the goods or they're giving you the truth. I do it all the time when I'm dealing with salespeople. They hate it. They hate it. Because they know I know, and they don't know how I know, they don't know why I know, but they know I know, and they, you know, you can get some pretty good deals. Another way is places, locations. You can often get a sense about a location when you walk in the door of, of a place, like a business or even somebody's home, or particularly a home. And this comes in really handy if you're interested in doing anything like space clearing or any of that kind of stuff. Um, what's really fun about it is you can read the energy inside an environment that is kind of imprinted on the walls, if you want to put it that way. And it's also imprinted on antique furniture. It's imprinted on uh, things that have been given to you from other people because it feels different. It carries different energy than your energy. So um, environments, and I can remember before I even really got into this business, I can remember walking into a location when I was just in my teens 
I was walking into an old building that's on Vancouver Island and it was, it's historic. It's, it's a fabulous building. Apparently um, it's, it, it's historically famous. And I walked in, I got partway in the door. I turned around, came right back out. I felt like I was going to suffocate. It just felt so restrictive and so, uncomfortable. And I never really put a lot more into it. I just thought, well, it's just the environment. Maybe it was really dusty in there. I was trying to come up with all kinds of reasons, but it didn't bother me a lot because it wasn't really like a place it was going to be end all be all for me. But I really felt that feeling strongly. And it was years later that I walked into a business that had just opened up in my community. And I turned around, walked right back out. And I was with a girlfriend. And my girlfriend went on, carried on into the store. And I turned around, walked back out. And I'm standing on the sidewalk going, whoa, that is not a good place. I don't like that place. I, the feeling I had was that things were going to tumble and fall. And I was going to something was going to land on me. I just felt, again, not oppressive the same way as that other location when I was much younger. but just that things I was going to get buried under stuff. So I guess suffocated again, but differently. And my girlfriend came out and she said, what's going on? And I said, I don't know. I just don't want to go in there. I don't like it in there. It doesn't feel good, but I never connected it to psychic or spiritual. Any of that. I just thought I'm just sensitive. Uh, you know, just being a weird person. It turns out that particular location, actually that particular store ended up closing down in that location, opening up in another location. It's one of my favorite stores now. And another store went in there and they lasted about three months. And that store literally went out of business. Go figure, eh? And then after that, it was empty for a while. And then it became a location where it was temporary rental. Uh, somebody would come in, they'd rent it and they'd use it for a while. And then they'd just rent it on a temporary basis and then they'd leave it. So it was empty for a few years on and off, on and off. And I don't even know what's there now. I have, I should go and actually look, I suppose. But so that's another way. So there's three different ways there that you can actually now uh, identify if you might have some psychic ability. Sudden emotions are something that will come out of nowhere, literally. You walk into a room and all of a sudden you're feeling this feeling and you're not sure why you're feeling the feeling because it wasn't a feeling you had when you walked into the room. And there's other people in there and you're like, what's going on? Like, why am I feeling sad? Or And you know that it belongs to somebody else. You're pretty sure because you weren't feeling sad. It, sometimes actually when that happens, it takes a while to figure out it's not your stuff. And I have people coming to me to talk to me about this exact thing because if they think there's something wrong with them. One lady came to me and she was talking to me about going to work. And she said, I get to work. And by the time I get to my office, I'm in a bad mood. And she says, and it's not like I dislike my work. I like my work. I don't love my work, but I like my work. And she said, so I do everything in the morning. She had, she lived out on a little community just outside of the city. And so she would get up. She said, I would do my affirmations. I'd get, I'd have my shower, eat my breakfast, listen to good music all the way to work on the drive, walk in the door. And I'd say good morning to the receptionist. And I'd carry on. By the time I got to my office, I was having a bad moment. And so I kind of tracked her steps and I said, tell me about your receptionist. Oh gosh, she said, that's the most unpleasant woman on the planet. She is always miserable. And I say good morning to her every morning because I want to have a good morning. She never is having a good morning. This woman did not realize the impact this woman's, this receptionist's bad mood was having on her. It was impacting her that much because she was very sensitive to other people's emotions. There you go. She's psychic to that level, right? In case this is going on for any of you, here, let me give you a remedy for that. What she did, because this woman was unpleasant, 
I said, here, try this and you'd be surprised what the result might be. I don't know what the result's going to be. I can't tell you, but try it. See what happens. I said, go and get a, a flower, any kind of flower, one you think she might like. Put it into a bud vase. Get a little card and say, I appreciate you. And when she's not looking, nobody else is looking, put it on her desk and walk away and see what happens. She was so excited about doing this because her nature is gentle and kind and she wanted to make this woman feel better if she could. Although we really can't make other people feel good. That's their choice. Anyway, she did it. She went and got a flower, put it in a bud vase, wrote a little, I appreciate you on a card. And she left it on her desk. Two weeks later, and this woman went around, this receptionist went around. She was baffled. Who put this on her desk? She was asking questions like who did this, et cetera, et cetera. Two weeks later, she left that position and went on to a, a whole different position. And they got a new receptionist in place of the one that was so crabby. And they ended up just loving her. She was fabulous. Her work ethic was good. She was pleasant with everybody. And it changed the whole dynamic of the office. And my client no longer felt crappy when she got to her office. She felt really good because she walked in the door. And that really imprinted on her how picking up other people's emotions was making a difference. So there's another option for you. Um, dreams. Sometimes your dreams, you can, if you go to bed at night, this is a good way to actually tell uh, if you're psychic in any way, go to bed at night and ask questions, ask questions before you fall asleep and tell, and always have pen and paper by the bed, by the way, tell yourself, you, your, your spirit self, your higher self, yourself, that you want uh, an answer to a question in the morning. And many times it might take a few nights, but many times you'll get the answer you're looking for. Might not be one you've expected. It wouldn't be one you would have come up on your own. It would be just a clear, obvious answer to the question. Another thing you can do is um, if you're really missing somebody that's passed is when you go to bed at night, ask them to come and visit you in your dreams and then relax. Because when you're dreaming, you're much less resistant to speaking with other energies or being connected to soul self because your uh, consciousness is asleep. It's not awake. And you can get amazing, amazing uh, interactions with people you miss and feel completely different and much better because you were able to invite them in to have a conversation with you. And remember to write these, these situations down when they happen because you want to remember them. There are a lot of uh, artists that are get stuck maybe writing a book, painting a picture, writing poetry, writing a song, creating the lyrics for a song. Um, doing the rhythm, doing the tune, or just trying to build, and business people too that are just trying to come up with a solution to a quandary they have, that they'll dream the answers. And oftentimes, especially for creatives, they wake up in the morning and they go, I know it. I know what it is now. I see what it is that's come, wanting to come out of that piece of clay. Or I know how this story is supposed to go. Or I can feel how this song, the melody, how it's supposed to be. And that's another way is through your dreams. And you, it is true that your intuition is like a muscle and it can be nurtured and groomed and you can actually help yourself become much more intuitive. Um, deja vu, deja vu is kind of misrepresented in many cases because it's called deja, a lot of things are called deja vu. Deja vu really means been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So, okay, forget the t-shirt, been there, done that. So sometimes you 
uh, you, you get a sense of something and you say, geez, I feel like I've done this before. And it, and, or I've, I feel like I've been here before and it sounds and feels so familiar and it'll happen sometimes in waves. So you may have six months where it happens continually and it's not the same deja vu. It's not the same thing about the same location or any of that. It's continual. And you're like, oh my God, this is just going on and on and on. And then it'll stop. And it'll stop for quite a while, but you're experiencing this deja vu and it's actually bringing to you old memories, old stories. And, and so for some people also, so that's another way to experience it or to tell. There's also certain fears that you might have. And this is a really interesting one. Fears around, especially childhood fears. And for me, I was claustrophobic as a child. I was very claustrophobic. This is a good example of a fear that came from actually a past life. And sometimes you can, if you go to somebody who studies, has worked with past lives, somebody that's psychic, or even a Reiki practitioner can often do this, um, and talk to them about your past lives. And you can often discover through your reliving a past life experience that you had a past life with that and there's a lesson to learn, et cetera. And in my particular case, it was about being captured as a soldier in the war and being put into these tunnels, which I now know are the tunnels in Jersey on the, the islands of Jersey in the Channel Islands that were being dug by the, the German mil military, but well, they were being dug by the prisoners of war, uh, but, the, but the Germans prisoners of war. And that I had died in these tunnels and the tunnels were fairly oppressive and um, they were smaller. I mean, you're digging a tunnel and you're underground and there's no windows or lights. And, um, and so consequently I was having these real difficult issues with um, claustrophobia as I was growing up. And I just thought it was something that I was stuck with. But as it turned out, as soon as I had that recall and when I was in my twenties, uh, it went away. I no longer had claustrophobia and I don't have claustrophobia to this day. Different fears. There's also different fears that, that people might have that have evolved over time. You can resolve those. Getting overwhelmed and just being overstimulated. Psychics are very sensitive to energy. So you may find that you used to, uh, before you started really getting older and kind of growing your psychic ability, you used to be able to be in crowds. It didn't bother you. It bothered you a little, but not much. And, you know, as long as you didn't stick around them all the time, you could recover and not be overwhelmed. But psychics who are active tend to have difficulty with really loud noises, like big, loud bands will tend to drain you or make you feel exhausted. Things like crowded rooms. Crowded rooms for me, I, I still don't enjoy being in crowded rooms. And, and yet when I was younger, I didn't have a problem with it. But as I got older and as I developed my psychic ability, so I became or became known as an ambivert versus introvert, extrovert. I'm somebody that I can deal with people on a regular basis and I can have no people around me on a regular basis. And either way, I'm perfectly fine. Um, but so be careful with that. And because you have to take some time, especially if you're a sensitive, like, like I am, if you don't take time to regenerate and recuperate, you will burn out and you will struggle with things like adrenal exhaustion, or you may even develop some type of an autoimmune disease. So you want to be really careful with that. Um, being consciously aware and, and feeling the emotions inside of you. One of the hardest things I found to do was to identify what emotions were mine and what emotions belonged to others. But now I don't have a problem with that. And I happen to be living with a man who is 
not as emotionally available as some women would like their men to be. Okay. And so oftentimes he's feeling particular emotions and he won't say anything or do anything. He'll be sitting quietly and he, but he, I can feel these emotions of anger or sadness or frustration boiling up inside of him. And I'll ask him, why are you upset? Like what's going on? And he'll literally deny that he feels that way. So there's an example of somebody who's not paying attention to how they feel and how they're actually not practicing conscious awareness of the feelings and sensations around them, inside of them. Because if he did that, he would be more aware of how he's feeling. And he just chooses not to. And that's fine. That's his choice. And it's not like it seems to be making a big difference in his life. I don't, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So practice conscious awareness. Ask yourself what you're receiving and what you're seeing. And Silent meditation, it's one way that you can actually allow yourself to start experiencing more and more and more uh, strong uh, connection to self, strong connection to your environment, strong connection to your universal energies. I I now do a lot of energy space clearings in environments because I know how it affects and impacts people. I've seen the, the changes that have taken place and I enjoy it so very much. And I really love discovering the stories of the places too, which is validation for my clients in nine times out of 10. They know what happened in their houses or their businesses, but I don't. I just pick it up and feel it and I'll share it with them. Um, buy yourself an Oracle deck. And these are solutions I'm giving you here. These are things that you can do to actually, uh, like start practicing conscious awareness and, uh, uh, silent meditation, but buy an Oracle deck. You can use the cards in an Oracle deck to give you guidance, to provide you with guidance. And it's really good for you. It's actually really fun. So, so those are some of the ways that you can actually identify if you are a sensitive. So you have a built-in radar when it comes to people telling you stories or or even dealing with salespeople, feeling sensitive around certain environments and dealing with sudden emotions that come out of nowhere and realizing it doesn't belong to you anyway, it belongs to somebody else. Making decisions and knowing things from your gut, just getting a feeling and saying, okay, well, I'm going to go down this road today because you just sort of have a sense and you find out the road you normally take is under construction, but you didn't know that. Um, um, Dreams, paying attention to your dreams and experiencing deja vu. Pay attention to that and try and get the, what is the message that you're being given and specific childhood fears. That's a really relevant one. It sure made a difference to me when I started to tap in being overwhelmed and overstimulated easily can be, can be really a big part of it too. So make sure that you actually allow yourself to regenerate and revitalize. You can so, and strengthening, you can practice conscious awareness, become aware of what's going on, what emotions are in your body, practice some meditation, take some silent meditation. And using cards, oracle cards, a lot of people like to use crystals as well. Some people will, in their meditation, use things like candles or images that they'll use to guide them. Okay, so now I'm going to pull the card for you that I promised to, this is, and this is coming from an Oracle deck, speaking of Oracle decks. I want to also remind you that we do have, go to SharonRose.com, you can uh, see what all the services are that I have, what's available, and if you're interested in any of them, I know I can help you out developing your psychic self. Don't be afraid to get a hold of me. There's a booking form right there on that website. Of course, Medium Well has, we're now in our 50s in our podcast and we're having a lot of fun. If there's a topic you want to hear about, let me know. Email me, Sharon at SharonRose.com. Here's the card for today, the polar bear. So the polar bear says, this is for the message for all of you. Stand up for yourself and speak your truth respectfully and compassionately with no attachment to the outcome.
Did you hear that? Stand up for yourself and speak your truth respectfully and compassionately with no attachment to the outcome. That's a good one. That's a good card for you guys today. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you very much for tapping in, tuning in. I'm looking forward to talking to you again. And until next time, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay happy. I'll see you again. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.